On this episode of Trading Camp Investing Like Champions, we interview Adam Sliver. He talks about his trading journey, why levels don't lie, and steps you can take to elevate your trading. This episode is brought to you by Kane Capital, a trading community 8,000 strong focused on education and personal growth. Link in the notes to join for free today. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheel of dealing, Welcome, everybody, to episode seven of Trading Camp Investing Like Champions. My name is Alejandro. I am here with my co-host this evening, the man, Diamond Trades, Noah Allen. What's good, Noah? What's going on, Hondo? How are we doing, everybody? Really excited to be back for another episode. I think this one's really going to be a good one. This is going to be an excellent episode, and let me tell you guys why. We're back to the interviews. We got a special guest with us, Adam Sliver Trade. Not to be confused with Adam Silver. Adam, how are we doing? Doing great, man. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. It's our pleasure. And looking at your Twitter, it really seems like you've been gaining a lot of traction over these past few weeks, past couple months. Your Twitter following is growing. I'm assuming your account is growing. You're an excellent trader. We're really excited to hear from you this evening. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of knowledge you're going to be able to share with the people, you know, the members in the Discord, all of our followers on Twitter. And again, I think that this podcast episode is going to provide a ton of value for people. So I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to get going as well, man. It's it's been great. You know, I appreciate you. Thank you for for shouting out my growth, man. It's it's just, you know, trying to find uh find a simple way to to conquer the the complex, you know, decisions of trading and uh, the mentality behind it and, and the strategies, man. So I'm excited to get into it. And I really do agree with you. That's one of the main reasons why we decided to start this podcast in the first place. You know, when Noah and I were first starting out as traders, we noticed that there were so many resources available to us that it was almost overwhelming. So we're trying to hone in on what's actually important in order to help traders conquer that learning curve just a little bit faster. So let's get into the interview. I want to start by asking you what it is that sparked your passion in the markets, what it is that got you into stock trading to begin with. Right, man. So I started trading stocks, you know, commons in about 2019. And it was incredible just to see the fact that I could make, you know, five bucks here, seven bucks there, you know, that can afford a you know, free, you know, Chick-fil-A meal basically. Right. But what started it out for me, honestly, the love for markets started off with with reselling sneakers. That was kind of my first love in all of this, you know, whether it be flipping a pair of Yeezys or Jordans and, you know, just stocking up on them at the drops, right? But then, you know, as soon as I realized that the stock market felt like a Yeezy drop every single day, I couldn't I couldn't help but get into it, to be honest with you. So I kind of fell in love with markets as a whole, uh, just, you know, as soon as I realized that there's this potential, right. And if I put in the time and the effort, you know, you get in what you put out. If you want to learn, you got to go seek it out. Nobody's going to give nothing to you 
and and you really just got to go out and earn it and that's something that i pride myself on i think that's one of the main reasons that a lot of people you know get hooked on the market you wake up every day and you see opportunity in front of you you know there's so much opportunity to make money and there's no cap to that either which is why so many people are drawn to the market i know personally when i was starting to trade i was seeing all these people make thousands and thousands of dollars and i started telling myself why can't i do that there's money to be made. All it takes is the dedication, time, and effort. With those three things, a lot of people do end up reaching that that level, uh, which you know, obviously, you're there. So again, thank you so much for, for hopping on with us. Noah, what was that that you wanted to say? I was just going to say that I think a lot of um, entrepreneurial kids actually would find the stock market really interesting because like Adam said, it's like a you versus you game. There's so many other, you know, areas of life where there's just so much politics. And, you know, I feel like the the stock market is really, you know, one of those things where, like Adam said, if you're putting in the time and you're putting in the effort, like it's at the end of the day, it's it's only you versus you. Like there's nobody that you're really competing against in the market. Obviously, you know, people can be on different sides of the same trade, but it really is just you versus you. And so a lot of kids with that entrepreneurial spirit, whether it's reselling sneakers, um, you know, whatever it is you're doing in high school, uh, I feel like a lot of those kids wind up getting drawn to the markets for that very reason. Absolutely, man. So I'm looking at your Twitter bio right now and I'm seeing hashtag levels don't lie. And you've kind of coined this term, um, you know, and looking at your watch list and your trading style, it seems to revolve around levels. So let's dive into that a little bit. Absolutely, man. You know, this, this is kind of a, a summary, uh, I guess levels don't lie is just a summary of, of everything that I believe in my strategy in trading, man. It's, it's simple yet, you know, succinct yet powerful, right? So if I can find the right levels and I can have the right strategy and, and how to play them and how to play a break, then, then I'm going to be able to succeed, right? You know, I'm thinking, okay, what, what can make my trading style different from anybody that's just, that has a phone and can look at Twitter and can click a buy button, right? And, you know, if you haven't read Trading in the Zone uh, by Mark Douglas, that's a phenomenal read, right? So my kind of thought process behind levels don't lie is it's a, it's, it has to do with, with what you learn in, in trading in the zone. It's, you've got to have that, that edge and you've got to define your edge. So for me, uh, kind of this moment when I, when I says, you know, I'm not taking, I'm not taking plays anymore. I'm not taking calls. You know, I love seeing them. I love seeing them for, um, for what people are trading, you know, it, it gives me great ideas. I love taking ideas and learning from other people, but the levels are your edge. The levels support resistance, right? You can even call them pivots. I'm looking for that big move and I want it quick. I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen to the last podcast episode that we did, but I mentioned something very similar that your edge as a trader comes from understanding your support and resistance levels and you know just having that confidence going into a market day this is what i'm expecting to see if i don't see it 
there's no reason to force any trades, which is something that I also see you tweet about a pretty good amount. Um, I've noticed that you took the day off today after you know the first couple hours of trading. Today is November 2nd, 2021. Things slowed down after the open. I do find it very impressive how you're able to have that self-control. Beginning traders tend to over-trade and that tends to lose them a lot of money. Right. And it's kind of that that thought that it says, you know, the market is open. Why am I not making money? It's just what you spoke to earlier. There's there's infinite potential in in the market in any given moment. You can be making any infinite sum of money. And it's that infinite temptation that can keep you around. But it's the people who learn to control and discipline themselves um, to not to know when to not trade. You know, sometimes sitting on your hands is, is just the best thing. And you know, oftentimes uh, the volume will dry up in the afternoon. And sure, we saw some good moves in the afternoon. You know, Facebook continued to fall. I mean, sorry, Meta. Um, and then Palantir continued to fall. You know, those were a couple plays that I had had looks on earlier. But yeah, it, it's this game is it's about discipline, and if if you don't have your mind right, then it's impossible to to succeed. To be honest with you, that makes a lot of sense, and it kind of seems like what you're touching on here a little bit is relating to FOMO. I feel like FOMO, fear you're missing out, is you know something that has obviously always been around in the markets. Like you said, there's infinite possibilities, and so you know whenever you're not making money, you you have that feeling like oh well. You know the market's open. Things are moving. If I was catching one of those moves, I'd be making money. What's what's one of the ways that you found to kind of combat that that FOMO and you know not force trades, not over trade um, during the day, particularly when maybe you have a bad morning? Like how what how are you able to kind of sit on your hands and say, you know what, I'm not going to try and gamble my way back to even. I'm just going to let this day ride out. If I see an opportunity, I'll take it. But if I don't, the market will be open tomorrow. And a lot of it is just being self-aware. Um, at least for me, I kind of start asking myself questions. If I, if I'm asking myself, you know, are you looking for a trade right now? Am I looking for a trade? Am I seeking it out instead of it coming to me? It's the point of being self-aware to the fact that I'm actively searching instead of being spoken to by the market or the levels, right? It's kind of that mentality, at least for me. I love that. So going into the day, you have, you know, your 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 game plan, right? You have this watch list that you build. You build excellent watch lists that include, you know, those those pivot levels. And if you guys aren't currently following Adam Sliver on Twitter, I'll plug you really quick. Um, his Twitter <laughs> is Adam Sliver Trade and like I said, he puts out great watch lists going into each and every trading day. Adam, tell us a little bit about how you actually build those watch lists. Absolutely. So first of all, you know, sliver, the word sliver sounds a little weird, right? First off, I don't want to copy Adam Silver. You know, I love the NBA. Adam's a great guy, but there is some significance behind the word. Sliver meaning a small amount of something. Base hits. Base hits add up. If we can get 20%, 15%, you know, I'm not holding for the home run every time because that's just not practical. Um, that's kind of the basis behind my name. And so with that in mind, I'm, I'm building watch lists that suit that style. So 
my what I generally do is, you know, I kind of have a master watch list. I don't use any scanners. Um, I do have kind of a huge list that I go through on on trading view, just on the side. I'll tap through it, looking at the daily chart. Um, additionally, I have unusual whales, and if you're you click on the hot chains and tickers um, screen, it'll show you kind of the same stuff. It's just going to show you liquid stocks, right? What is the most active volume-wise? Um, these are going to be ones that not only do they have conducive strikes, they have conducive spreads. You know, the spreads between the bid and the ask are going to be tight. You know, you're not screwing yourself over twice. You know, I'm looking for these, these, they have to be precise. There's check boxes. You know, there's probably about 10 check boxes I got to go through. So first off, I got to know, is this stock liquid? Is, you know, is, are the options liquid? Are people trading them? You know, what's the, uh, what are people talking about it? You know, what is the overall, um, what's the overall opinion on these stocks? So for example, you know, ones that I played today were Facebook. It's come off of it's come off this whole meta platforms news. Um, great, right? I also played. Uh, I looked at Micron. You know, I thought you know tech's been pretty hot. Uh, same thing with Palantir, kind of a cult ticker. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, I want to trade these these very active stocks um, that are liquid. So I go daily. I'm saying, okay, is there a good technical setup? Do I like the technical setup? Um, I'm looking, I'm saying kind of what does an average day look like for Palantir, for example? You know, it can go from 25.50 to 26.11 in a day, right? Okay, so maybe our target here is about 85 cents to a buck every day. So you know, on a, on a good, on a good to average, a good day. So then I'll go into the hourly chart and, and like I said, levels don't lie. I'll plot some, some support and resistance on the hourly and, and see kind of what I'm thinking about it. I'll go into the 15 minute and then I'll try to confirm those levels because I'm, I'm only really looking at two to three days back. I'm trying not to go back much further than that because uh, my trades, you know, they're going to be base hits. They're not going to, I mean, they, they can be bangers and a lot of times they are, but I'm going for moves that I want to, I want to give myself the best edge and whether that's for 20% in five minutes, that's perfect. So my, my kind of progression is daily, hourly, 15 minute. And then when I'm, when I'm building these, uh, triggers and for the watch list i want them to be equidistant or as equidistant as possible from the previous day close so you can see um for tomorrow uh i've got i've got amd which closed at 127.62 um, and i've got my put trigger about a buck below it and i've got my call trigger about a buck above it and if I know that AMD can run $5 in a day, you know, on a good day, then I know that that $1 move isn't going to be the full move. There's still $4 of gas left in the tank. So that's kind of my overview of, of the way that I think about it. It's, it's just kind of morphed over time into uh, a religion for me. <laughs> yeah, that that's honestly awesome. And that consistency, I think, is really what's led to 
kind of your exponential growth that we're seeing, um, you know, it really, the, the commitment is what gets you to start, you know, anything, um, and particularly trading, you got to be committed, but it's that consistency that gets you to finish. And I think that your consistency has really been unmatched over the past couple of weeks. I mean, you're relentless with these watch lists. It's every day you're putting them out. And realistically, I think that, you know, another one of the reasons that you're, you're getting this, this notoriety right now is because you're really doing it you know, for the people, like obviously you're trading off of these, um, off of these levels to make money for yourself. But at the same time, you could easily just, you know, keep that stuff to yourself. And then when a trade hits, you know, act like you're, you know, the next Zach Morris or something, but you're not, you're putting out these watch lists so that even if you're not taking those specific trades that day, you're giving other people the opportunity to kind of see what you're seeing, see what's worked for you and giving them a chance to, um, you know, implement a strategy that, you know, works, um, and try and make some money for themselves. And so I think that's, you know, something that people really appreciate. And that's why, um, you know, people are flocking to you and that's why your following is growing right now. I really, I really appreciate that, man. And, you know, I've done my fair share of trying to give calls or whatever, but in the back of my head, always doing this sort of watch list deal, um, you know, same strategy every day. But once I realized that what, what I want to provide to people is, is I want to provide a steady, consistent stream of info that, that people can rely on and build their own plan off of. Because if there's one thing that I would have liked uh, to know is 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 somebody investing in me and trying to teach me how to build my own plan because it's super easy to go follow a bunch of furus and slap alerts right and and as as hard as it is you know to learn this stuff um, I wish somebody forced me to do it earlier and if that means that. I'm answering every DM and I'm staying up super late at night doing so, or I'm responding to every comment as best I can, you know, it's worth it to me in the end, because like I said, I'm trying to keep it simple. And I think everybody's capable of of achieving a self-sustainable success. So I want to ask you, at what point did you kind of come to this realization? At what point did you have this aha moment? I know you mentioned earlier that you know, your strategy is mainly centered on base hits, base hits, base hits, and, you know, slowly building that account. I assume you went through some struggles early on in your trading career where you were maybe going for that home run. At what point did you change things up? And did you really start to see that consistency that Noah just talked about? Absolutely. Since, you know, 2019, I've had, I've had plenty of times trading on Robinhood being forced to hold things overnight because I've already used three of my day trades. And I remember holding a bag holding oddly enough, Nvidia, whatever, 300 calls, (laughs) whoever knows when, but this is before the split, (laughs) but yeah. So long ago, you know, holding some Nvidia calls overnight and thinking I'm holding them to expiration just because that's what I bought, you know, having, having no idea what I'm doing. And, the aha kind of moment came when I realized, or I guess when I told myself, I can do this. 
And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to empower these people to tell themselves that they can. Because when you're first going in and you're plotting your own support, you're you're plotting your own resistance, you you're doubting yourself. You're saying, There's no, you know, I can't do this, right? Or you know, somebody else has it, their level is probably perfect, but mine isn't great. But what I found is you know, it's kind of a big jump before you start taking your own plays and getting comfortable and building that confidence. So for me, it consisted of just taking, taking small baby steps in, in the right direction, putting those support and resistance on my chart, watching, observing, you know, every day, how, how does the stock respond, react? How does it do it today? Uh, go on Friday, how did it respond to my Monday levels throughout the rest of the week? And just learning the behavior. And that's why I said, I kind of have a master list of of things that I love to play. You'll see me call it NVIDIA, Affirm, you know, the same stocks all the time. And that's because I like the way that they move. And for me, when I started to feel, hey, I... I can realistically see that the, the stocks are responding to these levels in the way that I want them to. That's when I started getting that confidence to take three contracts, take four contracts, take more. And then suddenly I'm, I'm in full trust mode of myself. You know, I, I, I believe in my own levels and I think they're the truth. And, um, and I, I play them, I play them full size and it's just kind of baby steps. Um, but then again, I, I totally acknowledge the importance of, of looking at other people, uh, you know, watch list ideas. I grab ideas from tons of different traders, but, you know, use those ideas to formulate your own plan and execute on it. For sure. For sure. I think that, you know, one of the things that I learned kind of early on, you know, in my career was more that there is no right way to trade. There's a bunch of wrong ways to trade. And I think that a big part of your journey is kind of just crossing those off the list of, you know, you know, I, you know, I held this one maybe a little bit too long holding this contract's expiration probably isn't the move. That's not the right way to trade. You know what? You know, I slapped the sack Morris call after it was up 400%. I got crushed on a knife you know, that that's probably not the way to trade either. And I think that realistically, you have to go through that. You have to go through those lessons of, okay, like this is not it. Like this is not the way to do it. And then slowly, you know, at some point you begin to turn the corner where, you know, you've got all of these examples of how to not do it. And that becomes the right way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no explicit textbook definition of here's how you're supposed to trade stocks and options. It's more of, a collection of things that you know you shouldn't be doing. And once you can consistently cut those things out, all that's left is the the quality habits that you've learned. Like you said, from traders who are better than you at one point, you watch them, you learn from them, and then eventually you become them. And I think that for a lot of traders, they're focusing more on you know the Lamborghinis that they're seeing in the McLarens. You want to be focusing on turning that corner to, okay, I've got a bunch of examples of ways not to trade. This, this, I think will be my way to be successful. You just got to keep going at it until, you know, you've got that catalog of, of mistakes in your bag 
And that helps you to avoid those same mistakes in the future and eventually leads to success. Yeah, man. And if I were to catalog, you know, a couple main mistakes, right? Swinging too much is probably number one. You know, I rarely swing. I don't hold things overnight pretty much at all. Um, Being in too many positions at one time, I stick to one, maybe two. Uh, Just because it's hard enough to execute one perfectly, why would you put yourself in more? If spy knives, it's as if you're in the same position, but way too heavy because it's just going to go down regardless. Um, another, another one is averaging down. That's, that's one I've learned the hard way. Um, but even still, if you average down and then it goes back up, you're going to be way too, you know, way too in over your head. Emotions start to kick in. It's the same thing about that self-awareness. You know, if you realize, okay, I'm, I'm thinking too much, you know, start to realize that you are, those are just three things that, that kind of have, that's in my bag of do not do's. (laughs) And to build off your guys' points. Those things that you mentioned that you're learning, it doesn't come easy, right? You don't learn those things um, or you don't become a better trader rather from taking alerts. We always mention this, that it has to come to the point where you tell yourself, I'm no longer in this game to make money specifically. At this point in time, I'm ready to learn. And I promise you guys, that's when you're really going to start to make you know, some solid money. And I think that every trader comes to this point in their career where they, you know, they they put the Discord down or, you know, they they take off alerts from these, you know, huge furus on Twitter who are giving out these 300, 400% runners and they tell themselves, you know what, bottom line is I'm going to build my own strategy and until I can trust myself as a trader, it's not going to work out. And I think that's exactly what you were saying earlier is that, you know, you had all these mistakes, but once you started to trust your levels and develop this strategy, that's when you started to become you know, an actual trader as opposed to whatever you were before. Maybe it was an alert taker. Or maybe you were just more gambling. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it is, it's funny, but unfortunately, a lot of uh, beginning traders don't realize that's basically what they're doing. And I think you, you can agree with that. Yeah, man. And listen, I've, I've been that guy who looks at crazy gains and and sees an insane you know somebody posting 150 percent on the week i'm like why isn't that me and that can cause you to kind of go into a death spiral and that's that's your emotions that's taking control of you um sure it's really easy to look at fintwit and and say you know why am i not making these gains what is wrong with me what i kind of a a big jump is when I realized, listen, I'm going to do my own homework. I'm not going to rely on anybody else's. I'm going to stick to these plays that I, these four or five plays, keep it simple. There's no way you can watch 10 stocks in one day. And maybe people can do it. um, But at least for me, four to five stocks is perfect. You know, keep it simple. Whatever they give me, they give me. And if they don't give me that huge runner, then what can I do in the future to, to be more prepared to catch the huge runner? For me, it's about preparation leading to success. And you know, if I'm not catching the big moves, then what, I'm, what can I do to catch the big moves? Do I need to you know, focus on, on the charts more? You know, am I, is there something I'm missing? Do I need to focus more on the flow? It, it, any number of things, right? 
Um, and, and everybody has their own strategy, just like Noah was saying. Over time, it's just trial and error. Um, and what works for me might not work for you, but everyone should be able to find their own way. For sure. Um, I kind of wanted to touch on two things. One, what Alejandro was saying about the alert taking, like, I think that that's a, a, a key point of contention for a lot of traders. And I, and I kind of just want to touch on it a little bit. I think that there's definitely a place for taking alerts, right? Like there is a way to, particularly if, if you're a newer trader, I think that taking alerts can be beneficial for a couple of reasons. One, you can see that when you get into a trade, if the trade doesn't work out, it, it's, it's much easier for you to then want to go study, okay, why didn't this work when you actually lose some money, right? Like, when you're just like a troll on Twitter and like somebody calls out a play and you're like, Oh, look, that, that plays down 50%. Like you're, you're not learning anything from that. But honestly, like when you, when you throw a hundred bucks into somebody's play and it, you know, drops 50%, you're like, what the hell? Like that should make you, if you're serious about this game, that should make you want to then go, okay, why did that, what, what just happened to me? Like, why did that happen? And then you go and that's when you really start to dig deep, do your research and eventually become a better trader. So that's one. And number two, I think that for alert taking, it helps you to see why other people, why, why people are doing what they're doing, right? Like the, we touched on this in the very first podcast episode, you trade to make money that that's, that's it. That's the reason that that we're all here. You trade to make money, right? And so at the end of the day, I don't care if you bought Berkshire Hathaway and sat in that for five years, or if you, you know, were one of those lucky few who lotted some GME calls back in February and made a hundred thousand dollars. If you're making money, you're winning, right? So I mean, if you if you want to win, you gotta you gotta see how how is it that I'm going to make money? And I think that that's really where a lot of people get tripped up is that they see these guys on Twitter posting these 100, 200, $500,000 days. And they're like, okay, that's winning. These guys are making money. How do I do that? But what you're really not understanding is that exactly like Alejandro said, once you stop focusing on the money so much and you start focusing on the process is when you really start to actually reap the, the rewards of studying so hard. Like when you're just focused on the actual dollar amount, it makes you so much more apprehensive to get in. It makes you so much more apprehensive once you're already in to hold your runner because you're like, you know, I'm already up X amount of money. I'm focusing on the money. I've got some money here. Let me just take it. You're not focusing on a process, right? What these guys don't realize is that when you see Zach Morris have a million dollar day, this is a process that he's built over multiple years. And his process has led to him you know, having these type of days, like you, you have no clue what percentage of his account that is. That could be 1% of that guy's account, a half a percent. Like, I don't think he's that rich, but I mean, it could be right. You have no clue. Like it's just about a process that guys, that's, that's literally the shiny example of following your process. When you see these guys on, on Twitter, whether it's Zach Morris or it's Adam Sliver, you got to look at them and say, what is it? What is their process that's getting them this type of success? And then you have to try and emulate that and create your own process to eventually become successful. If you're just chasing the money, you're you're never going to win ever. To build off your point, Noah, thank you for clarifying. So when I said alert taker, I say that with a negative connotation, but I do agree with you that taking alerts isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
if you're willing to learn, right? So if you're just taking these alerts and you lose money, and like you said, you're on Twitter and you're complaining that you're down 50% or you do hit these big winners and then everything is happy-go-lucky, that's not how it works. At the end of every trading day, you need to be recapping your trades, specifically if you're um, you know, taking alerts from these experienced traders who have already gone over that learning curve and are already making money. Compare what you did that day to what they did, right? So if you see Adam Sliver on Twitter posting his daily recaps and you had the same watches that he did and you were seeing the same levels that he did, but you're not making the same amount of money or you're not getting those same returns, then that's maybe time to look in the mirror and say, okay, I took these alerts or I, I saw these, uh, you know, these levels that he was tweeting. How come I was not able to have success? It's not because of Adam Sliver, right? It's time to look in the mirror and say, I have to continue to learn because that's the only way that I'm going to become a better trader. Yeah. So thank you, Noah. I just wanted to, to clarify that. Let's start to wrap up here. Uh, Adam, this has been an awesome podcast episode. Let's move into a little bit of Q&A. Earlier today, we asked our Twitter followers, I'm at Trading Camp Pod, to ask some questions maybe you'd be able to answer for us. So question one, Adam, how do you find your daily plays? So you touched on this a little bit, um, You know how you build your watch list. But more specifically, if you could just dive into a little bit of detail. Yeah, great question. The the one word that I would say here is sentiment. What are people talking about? What are people trading? What has volume? Those are the kind of questions I'm thinking through. You know, even what has news, right? XPEV made a, a flying car, right? There's going to be volume in that. I want to be looking at what people are looking at because in the options game, you want volatility, you need volume. If you don't have that volatility and you can't identify the right plays, then then you're just going to get chopped and theta is going to eat a four course meal on you. That's a great point. And even when you talk about unusual whales earlier in the podcast, like seeing not only what people are talking about, but seeing where the money is, like seeing where um, big bets are being placed and kind of jumping on, um, on their coattails is, you know, a solid way for you to find out where the momentum is. I see that a lot of people describe themselves as momentum traders and then wind up trading like the most value of value stocks like Walmart, like, I don't know. like, <laughs> And it's, it's kind of crazy. And like, to be honest, I say some people, but like, that was me like a while ago. I really would like, I, I consider myself a momentum trader, but then I get stuck on like, well, this is my name. You know, I like these names. I'm going to stick with these names. And it's like, you should, if you're a momentum trader, you should be where the momentum is. And so I think that's a great point. So another question that we had, what are some of the best, I guess, educational resources that have helped you out thus far in your trading? Um, you know, where have you, you know, learned how to be successful? Who are some of the people who have really left a mark on you and and made you a better trader? If you haven't already, uh, trading in the zone is a must read, just because of how important psychology is in trading. If you don't have it, you're not going to succeed. That's a must read, you know, go get it off Amazon. It's probably 10 bucks. Um, YouTube is your friend. Um, as far as, you know, how to identify trend lines, how to identify support and resistance. YouTube is a great resource for that. However, you yourself are a great resource. I think people underestimate 
how much they can learn by just going in and attempting it themselves and then learning. You know, you don't have to have money on it. Just go and put stuff on a chart and then see how it plays out a week later. That in itself is teaching you. And as for people who are just incredible, I mean, Mans at not Mr. Manzel has just been an absolute king. I mean, he's the guy, you know, he he's taught me a lot and he's helped me a lot in my journey. Um, Theta Warrior is is someone who I I much uh, take my you know style after. You know, I modeled my watch lists, you know, in the way that I post the results. I do that after his Lotto Friday watch list. I saw those. I've seen them over time. And I say, I want to mimic that. You know, he is so successful. And I love the way that he does that. You know, it's not what I made on the trade. Those those results are the, you know, contract high of day divided by the price of the trigger minus one. So it's accurate. You know, it's accurate for the possible move that could have been obtained there with a given play. Just as far as resources go, Theta Warrior is about as good as it gets. Thank you, Adam. And thank you again for joining us. This was an awesome podcast episode. Really was a pleasure to have you on, man. Yeah, man. I I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for what you're doing here. You're helping a lot of people. Thank you, man. We appreciate that. Noah, another great episode. I'll see you next week, man. Absolutely, everybody. Take care and see you guys next week. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find in our podcast and wish to rely upon whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise.